Right, okay, hello and welcome to the latest Leash Today, uh, Love Leash podcast. Today I'm delighted to say I'm joined by Francie Gorman, who is the current South Leinster chairman of the IFA, but has bigger things on his mind. He's going for the national presidency, the the campaign, which is underway at the moment. It's been launched, Francie's campaign has been launched in the Abbey Leaks Manor Hotel on Friday night. The election will take place at the end of November. Um, Francie, you've been involved in the IFA for a long time. You might just take me back to your sort of your early involvement and how you sort of got involved in the first place? Yeah, I suppose my first involvement was uh, Michael McAvoy, who was branch chairman in Spink, and uh, I think a uh, former county chair asked me to get involved in it. And um, slowly but surely, I started going to meetings, and I suppose I could see a value in the association right from the very day um, I joined. When you come and hear, you know, senior uh, staff people, elected officers coming to county executives, making presentations, going through the issues of the day, um, I always felt from then on I could see a value in the organisation, how it would deliver for farmers, help me and my own farm. And look, slowly but surely I took up positions <coughs> um, uh, in my own branch, um, county secretary on the Farm Business Committee, became county chair. And latterly then, about three years ago, I was essentially finished up in IFA, really in my <laughs> own head. And um, Tom Short, the regional chair in South Leinster, stepped down early and a number of people asked me to put my name forward that's three years ago and I was elected to that position um in 2020 would it be yeah and um during COVID. yeah during <laughs> COVID it was a COVID election a postal vote there was no canvassing everything was done online the debates the hustings if you want to call it that and um I've been South regional chair for South Leinster for the last three years and I suppose you know the middle of last year it's not that you get hundreds of people asking you to run but prominent people in the association and people ex-presidents would have uh, uh, encouraged me to put my name forward for president this time round and look we uh, we had an accident on the farm in in, uh, in, early, in late December which kind of it, it stopped me coming uh, broke your leg broke my leg in, yeah. a, in a farm accident getting sticks for the fire <laughs> <laughs> on Christmas so Stevens' night <laughs> going in to look at the Leinster Munster rugby match and yeah. got a very bad break it's amazing like how, how simple you can yeah. become unyoked and uh, um, really I needed to get back walking first before I could actually decide I was going to run that I knew I was going to get back walking properly and and look Brian Rush was deputy president at the time and he was he was kind of deciding whether he would or wouldn't run and around the same time he decided he wasn't going to run and, and look, uh, at that stage then I decided to put my name forward. So I kind of an- I announced in early, in early uh, late April, early May that I was putting my name forward and to be fair, I've got huge support and encouragement, particularly from my own county and even in, in my wife's workplace, people be coming in wishing me the best of luck and saying if there's anything they could do for me, yeah. they would and I have 100% support within the county, which, you know, it is kind of, it's, humbling is not the right word, but it's probably the best word I can think of at the moment. And <laughs> Because and I remember being at the AGM, I think, when you finished up, and there was people saying from the floor, we hope you'll go further in the organisation, and you weren't that keen. I remember saying it to you another time, and, and you weren't, Matt, but then you got South Leinster chairman, I said, well, is that the stepping zone to the president? And at that time, you were reluctant enough about it. You didn't seem to be gung-ho at that stage. No, well, I wasn't, and I mean, we have, you know, we have a little lad at home, and, and uh, Kay works full-time in FBD Insurance here in Port Leash, and, and, and we're you know, we were far, I'm farming full time at home, and it was the pathway, if you want to call it. Uh, I was kind of finished up in in IFA, and and there is a kind of a a, pro, a pathway to progress in the association through different roles. And I was essentially finished up, and I was going to be out of, if you want to, off that pathway for three or four years. And and it wasn't really in my head. 
genuinely. And look, when I came back in the South Leinster and you're sitting above on the NOC, uh, you know, with the four regional chairs, and essentially there's only probably two people more senior than me in IFA at the moment. And when you get to that level, then there's a kind of an expectation with members that some of these lads will have to go forward. So you either decide at that stage... You, you, you move up or you move out. Yes, okay. And, and, I, and I decided to put my name forward. If, I, if, I, if, I, if I'm elected, I'll be involved for four more years. If I'm not, I'll be back an ordinary member in, yeah. in four months. And I'll still support the organisation and whoever is chair and leash or, or president will have me support in, you know, in a way that holds them to account. But I'll be finished uh, as, at a senior level in the association and wouldn't have any ambition to come back involved in a senior level again. Because yeah. it's important that other members that are coming through, younger members, are not blocked by the likes of me who wants to stay there forever in a day. Yeah. I think, you know, the motto used to always be move up or move out. And I'm fully, I fully agree with that. You can't beat new blood coming into the organisation to, to keep it vibrant. So, you know, hopefully I'll be elected. Um, but if I'm not... Uh, I won't be seeking. I won't be seeking. Exactly. I won't be yeah, seeking yeah. another role in the association. Um, like, and, and people who mightn't be familiar, the IFA is an absolutely massive organisation. Like 975 <coughs> branches across. They're in every little corner of the country. 72,000 members. And this is probably the third or fourth election where it's one member, one vote. Previously, the, the branch carried carried the vote votes of, of, of the, the members. And it was different. It's a, it's a serious campaign you're going to have to go on. Oh, absolutely. I mean, it's an and look, it's a serious position, the president of IFA. I mean, you have you have you have it within your your remit or your grasp. If you can get on well with everybody in the association and bring everybody together to impact in a positive way on people's incomes, and if you don't do the job right, it can have a, a, an impact in a negative way. So it's a hugely responsible position. And, you know, if farmers pay substantial membership and levy into the organisation and they expect delivery from whoever is president or county chair or regional chair or from their senior elected officers on, on various different policies. And, like, there's a number of issues there at the moment that are, you know, hugely frustrating for farmers. And, and I'd be hoping if I'm elected, that particularly around the environmental side, uh, 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 that we'd be able to communicate the positive things we do in farming an awful lot better, that we'd be able to impact on the policies that will ensure that our, our, our businesses remain uh, you know, economically efficient, that we don't have a transfer of our food production business here to third world countries that produce food in a less uh, sustainable fashion than we do, just to keep people who, uh, who are anti-farming in this country happy. And, and that's the belief that farmers on the ground have at the moment. And there's also the issue then of, of how we engage with the government and the European Union on policy particularly our own government, there's fierce frustra- frustration around the schemes there at the moment. Um, you know, difficult to uh, apply for, um, uh, payment dates delayed, approvals on TAMs delayed, and everybody that's, you know, engaging with the department now have to employ a consultant, basically a Chagas advisor or a private consultant to go and do your work. And there's a huge cost to that as well. And that was never there before. So those frustrations are driving farmers, you know, uh, you know, to break and point and you throw in then a year like we've had this year, bad weather, huge input costs, you know, it's easy to understand why, why farmers are frustrated and generally farmers try to be positive. If you have, if, you know, if you have a good weather summer and work's been done, everything else is secondary when they can get the work done. But 
this year has been a this year has been a difficult year on all fronts. And you're, I, I see there on social media <coughs> that you're out and about at various farm shows. You were in Trim last weekend. You'll probably be in Clunaslee. I don't know where you're going to be this weekend. I don't yeah. want to hang you out yeah. to try or anything <laughs> fancy because there's only one of you. But what is the biggest uh, issue with farmers? And I know there's so many different sectors within the within the industry. What's what is what are, you know the, the, the couple of main issues that you're hearing out and about? Well, I mean, always commodity price, the price of meat, beef, grain, lamb, pigs, chicken, whatever you're producing is a big issue and to get the maximum out of the marketplace is something that you'd always strive for. Um, but the, undoubtedly, the biggest issue, as I said already, dealing with the department in terms of schemes and that, but undoubtedly uh, the environmental issue, how farmers feel that there have been climate change around the environment. And I mean, we produce our milk, our beef and our grain as sustainably as uh, in a good way as, as anywhere in the world. And if it's not produced here... It's going to be produced somewhere else with a bigger uh, 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 environmental footprint that will do more damage to the planet. So, you know, this is what we do in this country. We're f- we're we're a, we're a rural based agricultural country. Um, when when you know our 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 job, we produce food. We don't have a heavy industrial region like they have in Germany with the Ruhr Valley or they have in France with their aircraft industry. We're 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 a rural based co- country, and we produce enough food to feed forty million people. And because of that, agricultural emissions will always be a greater percentage of our total emissions. If we had a heavy industry to offset them, instead of being 37 or 8%, yeah. it might be 25%. Mm-hmm. But, you know, we, we should be proud of what we do. It's a fantastic achievement, uh, the way the industry has developed, particularly since we entered the European Union in the early 70s, to, you know, to see where the industry has gone today, and we should be rightly proud of it. And instead of being, uh, you know, constantly shamed by... Uh, environmentalists, particularly on the media, um, we should be given a you know a clap in the back for a job well done. That doesn't mean now that we have a free pass in the environment. I'm not going to say that. And I'm not a climate denier. There is an issue around climate change. But we are con- continually taking measures on our farms to make sure that we address water quality, that we uh, 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 try and improve the sustainability of the projects that we produce. And we need to get credit for that. Yeah, and and that's you, that you're hearing that out and about the whole time. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And t- tell us, like, obviously, the, the the big you mentioned the EU payments and that. Like, there's there's more work going into them. There's more costs in terms of getting them. There's more conditions attached to them, and there's lower payments for the most part. Like, it's uh, it it is a hugely frustrating thing for for farmers across Leash and beyond. Yeah, and if you go back, if you go back, I suppose when I started farming first, and the payments were linked to production, we had a much smaller European Union. So essentially, the cap budget over that period of time has not been increased to match the level of increase in the size of the European Union. We now have twenty-seven member states, I think, in the European Union. At one stage, that was eleven, and the cap budget hasn't increased pro rata. There's been little or no increase in terms of indexation for for inflation. And, and what they've also done, uh, particularly in the last number of cap reforms, they've uh, imposed environmental conditionality on farmers that, that's imposing a cost on their farm to get their payment. Yeah. So they're essentially trying to pay farmers with money that we re- traditionally would have received to produce food. They now want us to produce environmental ambition with it as well, but without the extra money to help us uh, uh, to, re- to reach our targets. Yeah. And that's unfair. Yeah. You mentioned when you started farming. Did you always want to be a farmer? I did always, yeah, yeah. always, yeah. My father, my father came from a farming background in, in, in Moat, Balnachill, the same parish as I'm living in. I have cousins, I've, I think I have five first cousins farming in North Kilkenny. They bought f- farms in North Kilkenny. And my father ran a butchering business for 
about 20 years in Spink, main, in Spink yeah. Right. So I worked in that for a long time while it was there. And did you grow up with did your father farm as well? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah you absolutely. Grew up on the farm. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I always did. And, and I never had any ambition to do anything else. I went to Warrenstown at the time, spent a year in Warrenstown, thoroughly enjoyed it. Did me three months in a dairy farm above in, in, uh, in Rat Coffee, uh, Paddy Travers. Um, great place. Thoroughly enjoyed that Kildare. as well. Up in North Kildare. It was a brilliant experience. Um, and had the ambition to come home and milk cows, believe yeah. it or not. And then quotas were slapped up in her face and it never happened. And, uh, and you farmed alongside your father then? I did, yeah. 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 And when yeah. the farm retirement scheme came in and the rest of my jobs got gotten at home at that stage, they kind of said, well, look, Francie, come home. And the rest of them were kind of sorted. Yeah. So they made the place over to me and no strings attached. And we all got on well together. Yeah. Got the farm retirement scheme from my parents. Got the installation aid for myself. and. Yeah. Just got up and going. Got to stay going. Yeah, yeah. And how, yeah. Really no changes, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Carry on, let's say, yeah. it's the same as yesterday. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, and you totally, like, cause the IFA is obviously a farm organisation, but it's like, it's political. Like, there is a, 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 there is a difference between your day-to-day role on the farm and what you're going then to a, to a negotiating table in the evening or, you know. Yeah, uh, absolutely. And look, I mean, you know, as I said earlier on, I never wanted to do anything else other than what I'm doing at the moment. I thoroughly enjoy it, um, and I know from you know there are years better, worse than others. But you you know you you mix the good with the bad, and I suppose in a year like this, the ambition is that you're able your businesses stay standing, and next year will be a better year, and you'll drive on yeah. again. But on the political side, like it's a very political organisation, and it's it's become divisive. You know, it's dairy versus beef versus grain, it's east versus west, it's big versus small, and. Uh, I think one of the biggest challenges, uh, you know, internally that the next president uh, has is to bring everybody together. Because if, you know, and Anna Mae McHugh would have made this point to me when I became chairman of, of IFA and Leash, that, you know, all rural-based organisations should be pulling better together. Because if we're not, if we're knocking each other, there's enough, of, there's enough of people outside of rural Ireland prepared to knock rural Ireland, knock farming, and if we're not pulling together and not more unified in how we go about representing ourselves, we're losing out. And she's like, she's a hundred percent right. And I think that's the biggest challenge that the next president of IFA will have is to try and keep the organisation unified. And that's there's easier no said than done now because that's not just the farming issue; that's a societal issue. It, like. it is, Stephen. To be fair, yeah, it is. Yeah, and uh, and um, but look, it's the challenge that you face when you take it on, and you can't shirk it. And and look, that's the ambition I'd have that if I'm elected, I'll be a president for every <clears throat> for every farmer, irrespective of what they're doing. There's issues that unite us around environmental, around agricultural policy. Input costs are a huge a huge issue for every Cost farm. Board, yeah. Red tape, labour availability. So we can find certainly issues that, that unite us, but like we need every farmer, we need every sector supporting each other or we're going to lose out. And that is the challenge and Look, I've always seek to do that, whether it was county chair in leash or regional chair, and that won't that ambition won't change if, uh, if I'm elected at the do, end of the year. Do you enjoy the cut and trust of the the political side of it? I do, yeah, I do. Yeah. To be fair, and uh, look, some days you come out of meetings in Dublin and you'd be absolutely frustrated. You'd <laughs> you'd let the window down in the car coming down and turn up the music, and you just want to get away from it. But yeah. but look, that's uh, that it is what it is. But I do enjoy it, and I enjoy the you know, uh, the debates around policy and, and how, how we go about getting that implemented. And, and you know, if, uh, I feel that, you know, something needs to be said. Of You're I've a very proud IFA member, obviously. Like, it's an association that you love. Uh, you, I can get that passion from you. 
Ah, uh, well, I do. I suppose we were brought up in a house where politics and stuff was always discussed around the kitchen table, and we were encouraged to get involved in 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 you know different organisations. I would have been in Makra, and and I could see like uh, despite all the. The, you know the negative negativity that sometimes goes with IFA there's no question we can impact in a positive way on people's livelihoods and their ability to run their businesses efficiently and and I look at you know I'd have great regard like for the older people that went ahead of us I can see how hard my mum and dad worked to give us what we have today and and I see what the older generation did, like the march to Dublin. They went to jail when they had an awful lot less than we have today, yeah. and they could still give the time for it. And and I I put great value on that. And 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 you know, for me, I of course I'm proud, and I'm I'm I'd be very grateful to the people who went before me and the effort that they put in, like to 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 make sure that we had an association that could deliver for farmers and. And you'd like to keep that. You see that that association is still there on a good, sound financial footing. Uh, in a position to be able to, you know, deliver for farmers uh, on all years. What, what is discussed. it about Mocker and IFA producing <coughs> sort of so many great debaters and public speakers? Like, I've been at the IFA meetings, like, there's so, so, and, and farmers probably generally wouldn't have that name, but if you were at an IFA meeting, there, there is a serious level of, um, there, there's seriously strong representatives out there, and I see that at, le- at leash level, like, there what is it? How does it bring it out so much, like in, in the organisation? Well, I suppose Makra Makra in Leash was always strong, and I mean we've had we had Hugh Ryan and Parry Welsh uh, uh, past presidents of Makra, and and to be fair, like when 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 I was got involved with it, you know I I enjoyed the debates and loved the quizzes even more so than the actual farm task yeah. type of thing, the stock judging, um, and it does give you it hones you like yeah. in in a good way and. And you go to like you go to any IFA meeting. If you're running a farm in the morning, you have to be you have to be a labourer, you have to be a manager, you have to be a businessman, you have to have uh, you know financial experience, uh, uh, technical experience around a farmer. You're an all rounder, and you have a full grasp of how every aspect of your business runs. And when you go to a meeting, I mean, most farmers probably never. I always go to a meeting and if I'm looking at something that I mightn't understand, I'll say, how does that affect me on my own farm? What would I say if I was at home in Balnakil and this came up? And generally, if you adopt that p- approach, you're never too far from where you need to be too far off the money. And um, uh, oh, it's, a very, it's a very cut and trust organisation. And I mean, even in meetings in Leash, you'll be held to account at a meeting in, in, in the county executive in Leash if you're not doing your job as chairman. Very, very quickly, about, you'll be told yeah. about it. And look, that's a good thing, and, and you shouldn't take offence at it. Uh, you should, you know, go home. One particular meeting, I came home one night, and I was very frustrated, and uh, kind of felt that maybe, jeez, do lads not realise I'm doing my best here? Yeah. And I went home, and I just said to myself, I got a phone call the next morning about the issue that, that came up. And, and really, at the end of the day, you have to go home and look at yourself in the mirror and see, was there something in that meeting that I need to take from? Yeah. And when I thought about it, all farmers were doing was expressing their frustrations at the time around beef price and the fact that the organisation wasn't stepping up to the mark and doing enough on it. And you should never go home and say, you know, those lads are having a go at me. Go home and see what you can take out of the meeting and get up the next morning and drive on on whatever issue came up that night. your feelings at the door. Like Absolutely, 100%. Yeah. There's, you know, it gets you nowhere. Yeah, you mentioned um, dairy. You're a sheep and tillage farmer, am I right? Or do you have your cattle as she- well? Sheep and cattle, no, sheep and no cattle. tillage. There's no tillage, sorry. Yeah. She- just sheep and cattle. You were at yeah. silage, you were telling me last night <laughs> and early this morning. Yeah. Um, did, you, did you ever consider in recent times going into dairy? Because there has been the big dairy rush. Yeah, I did. 
and um, I suppose what frightened me was the value of money I would have had to borrow yeah. to get into it. And I know there was a terrific year in milk price last year, but um, I didn't go there. Look, at the moment, we're, we're able to keep our heads above water. We're paying our way. Uh, and, you know, we have a reasonably good standard of living. But, like, if Tom was to wanted to come home... Tom and is farm, your young son. Yeah, he's eight or nine. We have one, one yeah. little boy at home, Tom. He'd be nine, nine in December. And maybe if he wanted to come home and farm at this stage... Um, uh, you'd have to consider it. Yeah. And I do actually regret that when milk quotas went in 2013 that I, I didn't actually go at that time. Go at that time. Yeah. But I won't be going now. No, yeah. yeah, that's... But look... You, does Tom you, like the farming? He, or is, yeah. no, he likes everything. Bet you the other night, football matches the other night. Yeah, night, so. everything. <laughs> football, hurling, swimming, drama, yeah. farming, you name yeah, it, yeah. yeah, yeah. He's yeah. still into farming sim. He was into farming sim at that, one set. That's my right, lad, my yeah. lad loves the farming yeah. sim. Yeah. Uh, all that stuff. Sure, he's he's better on the technology and the phone now than, than myself for Kay nearly, yeah, you know. Yeah. Would you like him to farm? Absolutely. Yeah. No question. And I think, you know, when I hear, when I see people that, you know, have farms of land that maybe I'd die for yeah. and they're saying, I'd never encourage my young lad to come home and farm. I kind of, I, dis, I despair at that a little bit because I don't think there's any better way of making a living. You're out in the open air. You're a, you know, as I said earlier on, you're a businessman, you're a vet, you're a technician, you're a, you're everything. And there's a, yeah, and there's a great variation of work yeah. in the farm compared to kind of, you know, you go into an office and you sit there all day doing the same thing and it's it's routine. Uh, I, I don't think... It can, can be, be a lonely profession or uh, uh, an industry <clears throat> to work in. Absolutely. And, and, and definitely uh, that's a challenge, um, I think, even as an organisation that we've, we, we have focused on if you want to call it on the mental health side of things, and and I don't want to, you know, I don't want to minimise, um, you know, the impact that somebody that suffers severely with depression, um, uh, uh, has because you know that's an awful place for anywhere to be. But but there's no doubt that you do go through periods of time, and I saw it at home. I think in two thousand or twelve, twelve or thirteen, we had a horrific sheep kill in the farm, and there's no doubt for two or three months after that, I was. I was pulled asunder. Yeah. It knocked me for six now. And, and to be fair, your friends, people in IFA calling, you know, uh, it does help. Yeah. And, and we, we do need to look out for people, our neighbours, keep in touch with them. And uh, it's very, very important because it is a, it is a, it is a lonely, it's a lonely, um, a lonely life if you're working away, if you're working by yourself, particularly a lot of farms are single unit, uh, one labour unit farms. That can be lonely, but look, get out to your IFA meetings, get to your GA matches. Um, you know, it's a big help, and but it, it's definitely an issue. There's no doubt about that. You look getting to your matches and that, and yeah. rugby, Croke Park, yeah. Aviva, you're hardly going to France for the no, World Cup. I no, I most definitely am not, no. <laughs> no, I haven't gone as much as I would have liked in the last three years in particular, um, I suppose the role in IFA takes up a fair bit of time and, and look, when the weekend comes, you know, it can't always be what I want to do. Yeah, 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 so yeah. We, we go, look, obviously focused around, around the little lad and, yeah. and, and look, it's great on a Sunday you can tip off to wherever you want to go, yeah. seaside or match yeah. or whatever, but yeah. we haven't gone to as many as I used. Yeah, but yeah. yeah, and you played a good bit of football and hurling in your younger days and rugby with Port Leash. Yeah. I did, yeah. Yeah, yeah it was spink with uh, football with Spink in particular and rugby in, in, uh, uh, in Port Leash. But I suppose I'd be GA man first and foremost, yeah. Spink football. Did you man. play hurling? I did with Banley Kill, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. But you, you had great times in Spink when you were a young lad, didn't you? Like you had a golden era of teams that came, uh, came through. We, we did really, and I mean, you know, your, your own namesake, John Miller, would have been 
uh, you know, hugely. Uh, John passed away there in the last year. Yeah. I think his anniversary was the other night. Um, John would have been over the over the uh, the team at the time, and we went from you know being a junior B side into senior in five years and stayed there for ten years. You know, for a for a club that was essentially a team that was essentially built around. You know, three or four families with a few other individuals in a very, very small area. We we had a we had a brilliant time. Like yeah. when you look back on it, yeah. you know, I'd love to, I'd love if Tom ever started to play hurling or football and was interested in it that he could have a five or seven year period like we had. The because, that you had yeah, it was brilliant. Yeah. It was absolutely. Yeah. Um, this campaign. So you're obviously out and about. It's been launched on on Friday night. Um, what what does it entail for you? You, you, were, you were Henry Burns' campaign manager before, so you are familiar with it. Oh, v- very much so, and I um, would have campaigned for for you know Henry Gerberg and Parry Welch twice. So I'm, 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 it's essentially it means you're on the phone almost uh, all the time, uh, or you're in the car going to meet people, and that's the way it's going to be now for the next uh, three to four months till it's over, and it's about meeting as many people around the country, um, asking them to support you. Asking them to you know go to their neighbours and fellow branch members and advocate for you that you know I'm the man for the job and um, you know it's about get, trying to get as many many as many people to vote for you as possible and it's uh, do you get good energy from that I know you, you said you were up in Trim at the weekend and you've been in different uh, agricultural shows over the last week I'm sure you'll be all over the ploughing and that do you get great energy from yeah, meeting, greeting people and that I do I actually do like it and uh, and uh, you know some of the campaigns we would have been involved in before. Um, like for Gerard Bergen's campaign in particular, I would have spent an awful lot of time in Galway for him. And uh, and uh, initially, I suppose, I was saying, Lord, what's this going to be like? But once I started doing it, I actually look forward to getting finished up on the farm every day and going over and meeting fellow farmers, you know, and going to different farms. And, and you know, people talk about the negativity around everything today, but I don't get that in, in a huge in huge loads. You you get the odd person that's but you're un- a positive person, I'd say, by by nature. And ah, say, like positivity attracts positivity nearly, I'm sure. Yeah, well look, I, I do and uh, I do and I always kind of uh, you know, I'd always be grateful for what we have and yeah. you know, when you think of what happened in Clamel and Tipperary there yeah. a couple of weeks ago, no matter how bad farming's going, you know, you have to realise that no matter how bad you are, there's always people an awful horse often. Yeah. And I, I, I would be a positive person. Yeah, yeah. What happens on your own farm now if you do get this job? Like that's a full time. It's a full. The IFA president is a full time. Oh, job. It, it most certainly is. And um, uh, I'll have to get in a farm manager or get in someone full time to do run the, the IFA farm. Pay for, me. for that. Do the IFA would pay for that. Yeah. There's a salary attached to the job, um, and uh, included in that salary, then you have to cover okay. the cost of running your own farm. Yes, yeah. And uh, um, you'd miss that, I'm sure, though. Like, it'd be, you'd be gone from your own farm, essentially, for four, for four years. You would, yeah. 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 And, but, look, we're lucky in County Leash that we're so central. Yeah. Um, there's very, very few places in the country that you'd be at that you wouldn't be home in two or three yeah. hours. And you'd be like getting good up... Good roads. All the yeah, time, good yeah. roads, and you'd be getting up in your own bed, and yeah. you'd be at home most nights, yeah. even to Dublin, to the farm centre. Yeah. It's not an hour... Um, you know, and off peak time it's less. So we're very lucky in that respect. But it is a full time job, yeah. and I would have to get somebody in to run the farm for me. Um, uh, you know, if I'm elected, your responsibility for the next four years, primary focus will be uh, representing farmers. And you know, even back home with the house and Kay and Tom, the little lad, they will sometimes, you know, yeah, they might have to take a backward seat. Yeah, but that's but hard. It, it is. But in fairness, now to Kay. 
Um, I've always had terrific support from her uh, for whatever I wanted to do and, and you know, 100% behind me. And, and without that support, you couldn't do the job, like, you know. You, uh, at least you have a proud history of uh, top IFA men and you mentioned some of them that went for, for election previously but Porrick Walsh obviously was the last president from the county and only passed away in the last year as well you'd be following in sort of big footsteps there too if you are elected uh, well very very hard to feel Porrick's foot, footsteps now. I mean Porrick was look if uh, we were all shocked. Uh, shocked I was couldn't believe it when, when I got the first call to you know say what had, 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 that Porrick had passed away I was I just didn't believe it initially, and but Parry was a terrific president of IFA, and you know he was a giant in agriculture. He had his fingerprints in in a whole host of things, not just IFA, FBD, Chagas, you know the the discussion groups, you name it. And um, his his footsteps won't be filled by anybody in the in the short or medium term. But look, my focus will be totally in IFA if I'm elected, and if anyone could say I was a, a the ambition would be that if I'm elected. And I served for the four years that people will say about me, well, look, that lad worked hard for farmers. He delivered for them and he, he represented everybody fairly. And, and we always prided ourselves in IFA that if there was something to be got, that it wasn't left behind. And that would, that would 100% be my ambition. Yeah. Um, and if you do or don't get it, when are you going for the doll? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely not. This is uh, this is not a means to an end. It's an end to a, <laughs> it's an end for me, and I'll be looking forward. I'll be looking forward. Look, I'll be looking forward to being elected for the four years, and when the four years are over, I'll be looking forward into coming back. Tom will be finished in secondary yeah. school or, or finished I, in primary school yeah. and starting secondary school, and it's a good time for me to be back yeah. home as well. And that yeah. that will be my focus. And I'll still be an ordinary IFA member, and I'll go to the meetings and I'll support the organisation in a good way, holding to account. Francie, I want to wish you the very best of luck. You're launching your campaign in the Abbey Leagues Manor on Friday night. Lee's today will be uh, supporting you all the way. Anyway, just before you finish, uh, there's something extra you have to, to, yeah. to say. Yeah, just, just yeah, Abbey Leagues Manor, 8pm Friday night, and there's an open invitation to all farmers, uh, uh, anybody in County Leash, to, to come and support me. And I'd, you know, I'd hope people have make the efforts important that we have a good turnout in Abbey Leagues on Friday night. And look, uh, um, be looking forward to meeting everybody and seeing you there. Yeah. Francis Gorham, best of luck to you. We hope we'll, we'll be seeing you uh, hoisted shoulder high come uh, come November or right. December when it's uh, uh, when that does. Look, best of luck to you, Francis. Thanks very much for your time. Thanks, Stephen.